Welcome to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we share practical life hacks, shortcuts, designed to shape your best life and business in the least amount of time. I'm your host, David Ubita. Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs starts right now. Welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we share practical life hacks to shape your best life and business in the least amount of time. My name is David Ubita. I am your host. Our next guest is Juan Anderson, also known as The Credit Doctor, and he's going to share how he turned hardship and bankruptcy, not only once, not only twice, but three times into a life's mission to help business owners create and enjoy the benefits of healthy credit. No credit situation is too complex for the credit doctor, and we'll dive into his story when we return. Hello, David. Mr. Anderson. Yes, how are you? (laughs) I've always wanted to say that being a Matrix fan, (laughs) <laughs> and now I get to do that, and because the podcast is recorded, it will live on in, in infamy. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Man, I, I'm I'm great, blessed, all all of the good things you can can think of, and uh, I'm honored to have you on the podcast here at Life Hacks uh, for Entrepreneurs, and I wanted you to come on as a guest because of your story. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very unique one. Um, mm-hmm. And you also bring a specific expertise that we haven't covered on our podcast yet, which mm-hmm. is in relation to the service that you and the problem that you solve for, for clients. And so what I would love for you to do is just take a moment and just share a little bit about your story uh, especially, um, you know, the three th- the three times thing. I'd love to hear that. Um, some of the, you know, some of the sequence, and I'm sure that our audience will get a kick out of hearing it. So the floor is yours. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, well, um, my story kind of starts out uh, pretty crazy. It started out right when I turned 18. Uh, I am a person who I've had three bankruptcies, three repossessions, three evictions. Um, I've been bankrupt. Uh, my first one, well, I was 21. Um, my second one, I was 25 after a failed business. And uh, my third bankruptcy was right around my uh, right around the time that I turned 30. And uh, it was just, you know, due to you know, very poor mismanagement and miseducation related to credit, finance, and how to actually run a business. Um, like I said, my second bankruptcy was due to uh, my failed business. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think as I approached, you know, my 30th birthday and realized how stalled my life was, it just, uh, it really kind of 
clicked for me. I think the light just the light bulb just kind of went off, and I kind of improved my situation. And since then, you know, life's been completely. It's been a complete 180 from where it was when my, you know, credit was bad, and you know, I really wasn't informed and educated, and didn't have that mentality in place. So let, let's let's go through. Let's go a little deeper. So you yeah. have. A, a couple of uh, failed businesses. What were those businesses? Uh, and where was the gap in terms of information that put you in a position where you had to declare bankruptcy um, more than once? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and just to go deeper, well, I would say it was more or less it was one, one, one failed business that kind of took me over the edge. But more importantly, David, I, I, I really feel that it was just a lack of, of not knowing, you know, just not having the education. And, you know, when you're, like I said, when I turned 18, within about three months, you know, I had completely started to ruin my credit. And uh, by my 21st birthday, I mean, I had like a repossession. Well, I think I had like, yeah, I had one repossession at that point. Um, I had uh, some evictions. And, you know, it was just by watching what I'd seen other people do in situations related to debt, I just felt like a bankruptcy was just the right thing to do. Just wipe it out and just start over. But so what I did, so, let, let, go ahead, so let's dive into that real quickly because there's a, there's a lot of uh, good information here. So at 18 yeah. years old, which most of us at 18, I mean, well, we were probably still picking our nose, right? At 18 years old, who knows? <laughs> you know, what were what were we doing? Yeah. You know, watch eating bowls of cereal in front of our favorite cartoons in, in many cases, right? So it's like, how in the world did an 18 year old wind up? With with credit, did you start off with credit cards? I mean, what were you doing? Credit cards, absolutely. Well, with me, uh, one thing that was, I was in such, oh, man, I was in such a, a rush to become an adult. Like, I graduated mm-hmm. high school early. So I took all of my senior classes at night. So, like, I was out of high school by the time I was 17. I graduated when I was okay. 16 years old. So it kind of gave me a jump start, you know, where, whereas all my friends were still at high school. I was going to work every day. So I kind of had already had, like, that adult kind of, like, mentality in mind as far as going to work. And I knew, you know, just based upon what I saw that I needed to have a credit card. For for me, mentally, it was like a status symbol. Sure, you know what sure. I'm saying? Like, I felt like if I had one, I was really an adult, and I could really, I don't know, it was just something mental within myself that sure. I felt like it would kind of help something that I was lacking inside pretty much. Um. But, you know, I, I got the credit cards, you know, one one came, then another came quickly after, then another came quickly after, and I'm using them, and I'm not really realizing that, okay, this is someone else's money. I'm just using them, charging them, not really yeah. paying on them, and, uh, you know, got a car, couldn't really afford a car, got the apartment, couldn't really afford the apartment, got another apartment, couldn't afford that apartment, got another car, so <laughs> before you know it, you amass all of this debt. You know, on top of the student loans that you get, you know, because you're in college and, you know, you're not taking college very seriously, so you, you're not able to get the financial aid, so you've got to quit school. And it was just a, a, a spiral effect for me um, by 21. Yeah. And, yeah, and I felt like it was just the best thing for me was to grab a lawyer and uh, file the bankruptcy. And it was like... I didn't realize the severity of what I was doing at that point. You know, you just, like I said, you see other people, you know, in those situations. Like I'd watch my mother do it. You know, she had some financial difficulties, and that was what she did. So I just followed in those footsteps. But 
I didn't learn from it, <laughs> you know, because I shortly after I ruined it again. So, yeah. Well, so if you were uh, one of my favorite questions to ask people is who you are today. Yeah. If if who you are today could go back and have a conversation with the 18 year old version of you. Yeah. And you're going, you're faced with this temptation to try to live above your means and, you know, status and, and what you perceived as status and wanting to quote unquote appear or come across a certain way. Um, what would you, what would be the first thing you would tell uh, the 18 year old version of you facing that temptation? The first thing I would be, well, first thing I would say is to slow down. <laughs> Do not rush anything. You know what I'm saying? The, you yeah. are going to be young a lot. You're going to be, yeah, you're going to be young a lot shorter of a time frame than you're going to be old. So take your time and really understand the, the importance and the, and the value and really understand what credit means. You know, it's your reputation. It's your foot in the door. Uh, things that I just didn't get, you know, how to save, um, you know, the importance of saving at least 10% of your paycheck and paying yourself first. I think that was yeah. something that I really had to learn over over the yeah. years was you got to pay yourself first or else you'll kind of feel like you're working for nothing. So those are just a few things I would tell myself at uh, 18. <laughs> yeah, I remember being in, this, uh, in a similar situation because I don't come from money. My family was just hardworking, you know, blue-collar. Yeah. And, um, you know, well, really factory workers and mm -hmm. watching them struggle and money and that whole conversation around money for me uh, growing mm -hmm. up was that money was difficult to make. Money was difficult to attain because my, my least favorite saying now, but the one I heard often as a kid was, what do you think? Money grows on trees. <laughs> right? mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, so that whole scarcity seed was, you know, sown into me as a young, as a, as a, as a kid growing into a young man. And I remember when I um, first got my hand on credit and mm -hmm. I would, you know, buy the suits, buy the bling and, you know, drive a nice car because mm -hmm. I thought in my opinion at that time, because I needed so much validation yes. that I thought the external if I got that situated, then everything would be fine. And I realized that you can look rich, but be broke. Yes. And it's yes. like, wait a minute. It, it's, it's, an ox, it's, it's a waste of time, really. It's an illusion. Mm -hmm. And now fast forward, you know, a couple of years, uh, just a few years later, right? <laughs> and then I, and, I, and I look back and I'm like, Dude, who the hell was I trying to impress at the time? Yeah. Really? I mean, seriously. Who was I yeah. really trying to impress? Yeah. Seriously. You're trying to impress guys with the same situation, or you're trying to impress a girl who you're trying to, you know, get their attention, and they're, you know, broke too. It's like, wait a minute. Who the hell was I really trying to impress? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. So... You go into this debt and, and you go into – it's more so because of the mindset. I was showing up as a result of the conditioning that I was given growing, you know, growing up as a child and then finally realized when my environment changed and you know, some, of, some mental and emotional shifts that I had to make, now I, you know, I'm restoring my car. I don't worry about driving a car. And I've had several nice cars over the years. 
But mm-hmm. now I'm like the happiest guy on earth restoring my 2001 BMW 7 Series. And mm-hmm. it's my favorite car of all time. Mm-hmm. And even though it's, it's, we're in the process of restoring it, the temptation from, from time to time to want to get another ride sometimes will, you know, come out, well, you know, you had a Land Rover or you had a Mercedes and just go, go pick another one up. And I'm like, you know what? Who am I trying to impress now? Right. Who do I really need to try to impress now? So I love the fact that you were so transparent in sharing this with us here today on the podcast, because I know growing up, that whole way of showing up, that whole need for validation, that whole need to try and impress people that I don't even know who I was trying to impress, who weren't impressed uh, mm-hmm. to begin with, because they, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we think people are thinking about us, but they're really not because they got their own crapola to deal with. I was like, who the? so it's kind of like self-absorbed at that at that time. Uh, I was really self-absorbed thinking that. Yeah, so, you know, and and just being real with you, right? Because we're having this conversation, so now. Let's fast forward a little bit. You you went through not only one, you went through two, you went through three bankruptcies because you're like, you know what, let me just start over. Yeah. Um, what then? Because now you have a, a, a business that's making money uh, and you're help serving clients. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit more about this transition, this new, you know, this service that you provide uh, clients and how your past really helped you prepare to do it. Oh, I mean, David, it honestly looking looking back, I mean, I had to if I hadn't went through the shadiness, uh, the the dark edges and being drugged through the mud with my credit, I don't think that I would have as much of an impact on my clients as I do now. Because I don't take excuses. You're not going to come to me with BS about, "Oh, it's too hard because I've been there. I've done that." And I figured out a way out of it. And the thing about me that kind of made me transition to this was first realizing the importance of credit. And there were so many people that were around me, even before I could fix my own credit, that were in in cases of, you know, of having shady credit, but they just didn't know how to fix it. And, you know, my let me kind of go into a little detail. Mm-hmm. My second bankruptcy was a Chapter 13 bankruptcy, okay? And I couldn't, uh, I could not get a discharge from that bankruptcy because when I filed it, I hadn't been out of my Chapter 7 for four years. Mm. So basically what that meant was everyone that I paid on for a five-year period could come after me after the 13-year plan, after the Chapter 13 plan was over. Mm. So I really had no choice but to wait the full eight years so that I could file another Chapter 7 to rid myself of all of that debt that I'd accumulated over, you know, during that eight-year period of time. But it was during that period of time of my wait, basically my holding period, basically me sitting in what do you call credit purgatory, so to speak, <laughs> <laughs> because I, I studied and I did, I I figured out every strategy. I looked into laws. I looked. I researched, and I really got educated on every strategy and every fact that I could find out about credit. So that way, when the time came for me to kind of fix my credit, I would just it would just be like I would be off and running. But in the meantime I helped others fix their credit and get their situations together and I fixed I made sure that my immediate family all had seven hundred credit scores before I could even fix my own. And 
what I did was I fixed my credit, and as soon as I filed my bankruptcy, I, w- I knew what I needed to do in order to build it. So, I mean, within probably like my first few months of me going bankrupt, I had implemented strategies that I, you know, I came across, and they started to work to improve my scores, and I rapidly started to see increase. And over an 18-month period, I went from like a 518 to like a 745, and I built like 125,000 in credit access for myself. Um, so at that point, I'm like, okay, this is this is pretty phenomenal. So. I got the idea, okay, let me write a little quick book, okay? So I write this little quick book, um, I'm sharing my story, and I put it on Amazon, and I start advertising it, and it goes bestseller. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I got, I, then after that, I get this social media following. This is in like, like November of last year, mind you. I wrote my book in probably, it, I wrote the book in a weekend. It took me like two days to write the book. So... From this point, you know, I get the uh, social media platform where people are starting to kind of ask me, hey, you know, what can I do? And they're asking me, they're in my inbox like crazy, David, you know, asking me questions, wanting advice. I'm helping people all across the country from all walks of life. I'm like, whoa. And then I finally got the question, how much do you charge? You know, and I'm just, I'm just like, oh, God, okay, like this, this is it. And I've been, you know, getting spiritual, you know, and I've really kind of honed into manifestation visualization, and I've been envisioning myself, you know, living a life of freedom, living a life where I can really help people, coach people, ultimately in life what I want to be as a coach. And um, I didn't realize that that's what was happening in my life. And I was just using credit to kind of help coach people to kind of better their lives and kind of get out of their bondage. And uh, it just kind of spiraled, and then it kind of became more, um, I would say, more formatted. I, I LLC'd myself. I wrote my second book, and then I started to actually offer formal consulting services, um, and it's just kind of gone from there. That's beautiful. I, I love I love this piece because it's very similar uh, to my own story. So yeah. you went through some you went through some crazy times. You, you, you didn't have the education at first, but no. life has a way of educating us. And it just seemed like your story literally was unfolding in front of you. Maybe at that time you didn't realize it, no. but now with this expertise, this wealth of expertise that you have, you can, you have, I'm pretty sure you have a different value uh, in terms of knowledge and appreciation for credit uh, how to use it, uh, what, you know, how to obtain it. Uh, is this personal and business? Or do you feel good on, on both sides or just one? Oh, both. Because without my personal, I couldn't have, I couldn't have created my business. That's powerful. Um, yes. There, there's no way that you can really. That's the thing. It's like, you know, we, we're taught to go to school and get these jobs and rack up this student loan debt, but you really can't living your true potential when you're living a life like that. And yeah. if you have, and, I, and you know, David, I'm going to be really transparent with you, you know, here related to my me. I was in a situation where I had, because I had went to school, didn't, I'm a first generation grad, you know, single parent household. My dad was in jail, you know, when me growing up, that type of story, very cliche to a lot of people's stories, whatever. But, I didn't have that education, so I racked up the student loan debt. I was taking the refund checks from school and not realizing that I was going to pay two or three times, you know, that amount sure. down the road. 
So there there was no option for me to go to a bank and get the money that I needed to start a business. So I had to create an an alternate route for myself through building my personal credit access so I could even start to fund my business and kind of create my own strategies in life. So absolutely my personal credit is, is played a major role in me being able to establish my business. So, so walk us through a little bit about your, your coaching, um, you know, as a coach myself to CEOs, um, mm-hmm. we have different ways that we, that we incorporate um, our, our message. So mm-hmm. we're really holistic in terms of providing CEOs the, uh, a combination of the psychology and strategy, really helping them bring those two things in alignment as it relates to their business, as it relates to mm-hmm. growing their companies, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have one-on-one coaching. We have also um, our signature program, the Small Business Accelerator, which is really, um, which is really popular. But mm-hmm. as far as your coaching uh, uh, infrastructure, how have you designed that? I love that you use the word holistic because that's exactly what I tell my client. I, and, and I know it sounds cheesy, but it kind of goes back to what you and I were discussing related to it's an internal issue. Bad credit doesn't just happen because you have bad credit. What's the issue behind you having the bad credit? Is it your lack of education? Is it you having a spending habit? Is it you feeling bad about yourself so you have to go out and buy so that you feel good about yourself in the moment? You know, is it you don't know how to pay your bills? Let's address that. And I'm someone that will call you on your BS, you know, and with me it's very much of a team approach, very similar to you, and it's very tailored. I don't have a one one set fixes all treatment plan because we don't we're not all so we're we're not those types of people we're all different and things are much more tailored with me to kind of help you transition your mindset and understand that you know this is the tool that I need it's not credit is not everything it's not but it's a ma- it's a mass it has massive impact on you being able to create financial wealth and success for yourself and to really live the life that you want to live and that's what I get people to try to understand, you know. Um, yeah, that's, that's really it. <laughs> that's powerful. I love it. I love it. So tell us about your book you. real quickly as we, you know, as we get to, to the tail end of, of this, uh, this particular interview. I want to make sure that we also share how people can get, can get a hold of you. So tell us about your books real quickly. Yeah. Well, my first book, um, How I Fixed My Shady Credit, because my credit was so shady, David, it was. Um, but that's my, it's, it's more or less of a motivational, it's more or less a motivational book. Um, and it's also steps on what I did, you know, kind of step by step to kind of go from a 518 to a 745 credit score. And it's a very short read. Uh, it's on Amazon. It's an ebook. It's about $3. Um, my second book is Shady Credit, Their College Years, Building and Boosting Your Credit Profile. That one is more or less for people who, want an understanding of what credit is, some of the basics. I really designed it for high school graduates, college graduates, people attending adulthood. And it's just really a lot, I'd say, God, maybe 20 or 30 different points that I hit related to things that I wish that I were told going into adulthood, whether it be from my parents or from school, to just help you, whether it's medical costs, how to handle those, 
um, how to go buy your first car, should you finance, lease, or, you know, pay in cash, savings, so just different things like that. Again, it's a quick book, and it's also on Amazon. Fantastic, fantastic. So what's next for the business, man, as you are, as you are building um, your brand, so to speak? Oh, man, it's just been crazy because I, I just recently left my corporate job because I was a corporate data analyst uh, for uh, Mandis Care Plan here in Columbus, Ohio, where I'm located. And I just recently took the lead and kind of went out on my own full fledged. And since I've I had, it's been kind of phenomenal. Um, I've been able to secure, you know, clients, like I said, across the country. I'm doing, you know, awesome radio interviews with people like yourself. I was just recently off for my own uh, radio show, so I'm really excited about that. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited about that, David. So then that way I can kind of use my own little platform, so to speak, so I can kind of help get my, you know, get, get my word out there, you know. So definitely got some great things in the works for myself. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, Elden 2. One thing I'm really, I kind of forgot about, which I, I can't believe I did, but I have my, you know, credit education academy that's coming out. So I'm really excited about that. I've been working on that. Um, but online. Tell us, tell us about that real quick. Um, what does that mean? Yeah, well, basically, it's just kind of like a, uh, well, it's not kind of, but it's a, uh, it's a online course that you can take. I have about 20 different lectures. Uh, it's about 10 hours of, of lecture talk time. And it's just credit education, you know, history of what credit is, where it comes from, credit bureaus, how to establish it, how to build access, and how to, you know, student loans, bankruptcy, just an actual course, a holistic course on what credit is, in, you know, entails and how it impacts your life because we don't have those. We don't. Very good, very good. So as we wrap up this conversation, um, what would be one life hack, one shortcut that you would give our listeners, our fellow entrepreneurs, mm -hmm that could accelerate uh, the growth of their business? What would be one, even a credit hack, what, what do you think, uh, what, what would you like to share? Uh, the hack would definitely say, I, I would say you've got you, you to hack into your, your, your credit access. You've got to hack into your score and building it up as high as possible and building up your access to create, you know, capital for yourself. Um, if you're starting out, like I said, unfortunately, you know, when you're first starting out, you're not able to get the business credit because you don't have the revenue coming in, you know, and sometimes you need, you need that extra cushion for yourself. And this is where your personal credit is vital. It's vital, um, you know, to, to, to kind of have in place. And it's okay if you need to take some time to build that up before you really kind of go out on your own. That's okay. Because your timing, your, it's meant to happen when it happens. Um, but I, I don't think that it's a really good idea for a person to try to go out on their own and start a business and for it to be very successful if they don't have a good credit profile in, profile in place, for sure. Got it, got it. Mr. Anderson, thank you so much for <laughs> and joining us here on uh, the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Uh, where can our audience get a hold of your information? What's the website? What's uh, are you on YouTube? I mean, give us your social media stuff. Yeah, uh, I am. My website is. You can either uh, Google Shady Credit. Uh, my website is onethecreditdoc.com. You can find me there. Um, I'm on social media, uh, Instagram, 
uh, Facebook, uh, at Shady Credit, uh, or WandaCreditDoc.com. You can Google me. Um, you'll find me. <laughs> Fantastic. Mr. Anderson, thank you. Juan, thank you for joining us today on Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs. Hey, thank you for listening to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we share practical life hacks to shape your best life and business in the least amount of time. My name is David Ubita. I'm your host, and I've loved every minute of sharing this episode with you. Hey, listen, if you'd like to be considered as a guest for future episodes, make sure to email our team at podcast at davidubita.com, and we would love to hear from you. Make sure to visit our Facebook page at Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast right now and share your thoughts about the best episode you've heard thus far and make sure to share this episode with someone else this would also inspire until next time continue to grind grow and give